0: I tell you that Kenny Pickett is a bad man, I mean Kenny Pickett is a bad man. It's Chris Carter here on the H2P Podcast on DKPittsburghSports.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Check out all our podcasts for DKPittsburghSports.com. Free on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Also check out all our work at DKPittsburghSports.com, including my game article about why Kenny Pickett's a real Heisman candidate and why Pitt is a real... ACC contender. We'll get to the second part of there in the second segment, but let's let's sit back and talk about Kenny Pickett for a second, right? Because I've always been a Kenny Pickett guy. He's he's always he's tough. He's mobile. He's athletic. He adds things to his game every year. He's a heck of a dude and heck of a person. If you ever read about what this guy does for charities, what he does for kids, just meet him in person. He is one hundred percent real. He's easy to like right away. Everything that you want in a favorite player that that you like. But in years past, Kenny Pickett was more of the warrior that fought hard. That was a decent quarterback. You know, he would come out and he may not make all the great throws. He may not throw the lasers fifty yards downfield, but you know he'd gut out a win for you. He'd put you in position to have a shot. He's a lot more than that this year. Now, of course, Pitt coming off their 52-21 blowout win over Georgia Tech. Heck of a performance. Their fifth straight game with 40 points or more scored. Never been done in program history. It hadn't been done three times in program history before this season, and now they just keep stacking up 40-point games. It's a 50-burger. Their third 50-burger of the season. And you put this squarely on Kenny Pickett's back, 23 of 36, 389 yards through the air, and four touchdown passes. Oh, and by the way, no interceptions. He also ran for uh, 21 yards on six carries, which was kind of a light day because he's had several games where he's led the Panthers in rushing, but that's besides the point. But it's how Kenny's playing now. Because he's not just hitting open receivers. Like, you know, doing that to UMass or to New Hampshire, even to the degree that they did it to New Hampshire, they like, okay, that's impressive that you beat him up that bad when you've seen this program struggle with, you know, little prog- little schools like that. And they're not struggling with them this year. But you see what Kenny Pickett can do in a game like this. Pat Narduzzi said it after the game. Georgia Tech... Ain't no cupcake. And they're not no bad team, like a a program that's just going through a bad year. This Georgia Tech team took Clemson to the mat. Lost, but they put up a heck of a fight. Went down to the wire. They blew out North Carolina, who at one point was one of the top-ranked teams in the country, and Sam Howell, their quarterback, was the Heisman hopeful, the, the projected top quarterback of the ACC, all that. And after putting up all those gaudy numbers against Tennessee, Western Michigan, and you know two smaller schools in UMass and New Hampshire, there was a lot of people out there like, okay, now Pitt comes back down to earth. They get their first ACC game, and they'll probably either squeak it by or lose embarrassingly. That didn't happen. They jumped all over this team right away. And especially Kenny Pickett did. And again, I'm going to get to to Pitt as a whole in just a minute. But I mean, you go back and you look at some of the throws that he made in this game. On the run, processing what's going on downfield, buying time with his legs. This dude's for real. And it also helps that he has four real people to throw to in this offense. Two receivers with over 100 yards uh, receiving in this game. Jordan Addison continues to look like a phenomenal player. Six catches on nine targets for 117 yards and a touchdown. He had three drops in this game. It's crazy to think he had three drops in such a good game. He hadn't been dropping the ball nearly as much in the past few weeks. Taysier Mack, five catches on seven targets for 121 yards and a touchdown. 55-yard touchdown, by the way. He's all the way back to where he was two years ago, maybe even better. I know. I'd say he's better than he was two years ago. He's, he's taken away the inconsistencies of his drops. Brennan Marion talked a lot about how that, that would be a part of this this season, and he was absolutely right. Lucas Kroll gets back on the board. He scored he scored uh, touchdowns in pit, four of Pitt's five games now. Kenny Pickett's got weapons, and that doesn't even include Jalen Barden, who's a speedster. Only got one target, caught it for 15 yards. And Jared Wayne, who's a, a big-bodied guy who can make plays, he caught his only target for 10 yards in this game. And Gavin Bartholomew, you got to flash a little bit with two catches for 22 yards. Also had another catch that was called back on a holding penalty. But Kenny Pickett is what makes all of this work. He he makes it all click. He's the guy that he's the straw that stirs the stirs the drink. And Pat Narduzzi was not joking after the game when he brought up the word Heisman. And I know some people out there are saying, whoa, Chris, God, I mean, come on. I mean, the Heisman, no. I mean, the only guy that's ever been ever got that for a bit was Tony Dorsett. And then Larry came in second to Jason White, which we all know was a joke. Jason White should have never even been in the conversation of Larry Fitzgerald when it came to that year's Heisman. Not that I'm holding a grudge there or anything. But in all seriousness, Kenny Pickett, is doing the things that you ask a Heisman player to do. Pitt's offense, in scoring 52 points, mind you, there was a pick six in this game, but in in the fact that Pitt scored 52 points, and that was below their average, granted by by a half point because they averaged 52.5 points going into this game, but 52 points was below their average. Technically, their average went down in this game. That just shows you how prolific that he's been. Mr. Consistency. If there's something there, he's taking it. And yes, there are plays where sometimes he doesn't see the throw right away, he doesn't make the right throw, but he makes up for it on the very next play. And also a big part of this, and we'll get to more of this too in in the second segment, was also the timing of some of the scoring. Often what determines really good teams is how each unit, offense and defense, play off of each other. If you're a better off, if you have a team that has a better offense than a defense, when your defense is struggling, your offense comes in to save you, give, and, and give you a break. If your offense is struggling, your defense comes in, gives you the big turnover that, that you need to get things going. And clearly Pitts offense is much better than his defense this year. But each time Georgia Tech scored in this game, 44 yard t- touchdown pass to uh to, to McCollum from Sims responded to with a two-play drive where Pickett put up a touchdown pass to Jordan Addison. He would also do another one to Tazier Mack. Then Georgia Tech had a, had a drive, six plays, took a little under 2 minutes on, under the clock uh, off the clock, they get a touchdown and granted Pitt's up 14 points. It's not like they're in trouble or anything, but you want to you know maintain your dominance and say, "Hey, we're we no 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 no. You're not getting back off the mat there, buddy. And what happened? Pitt led a three-minute and eight-second drive, nine plays, 75 yards, touchdown. And it was followed by two more touchdowns before Georgia Tech would get on the board again. And even even when they did, mind you, Georgia Tech didn't convert a third down until the second half. But even when they did, third quarter, Georgia Tech has a solid drive. They scored a touchdown. Now they're down 28-49-21 to 21 there. But you want to make sure, hey, nothing's going to happen. This isn't like, you know, this isn't going to be a, a, a an embarrassing pit allows a huge comeback game. And it wasn't a touchdown, but a solid 12-play, 60-yard drive that took about five minutes off the clock, and it was it was a field goal. And Sam Skarton made his field goal, made all his kicks. Good job, Sam Skarton, because that was a struggle last week. And then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of the fourth quarter, and you're looking up, and it's like, wow, that's a 31-point lead. And it's because Kenny Pickett's doing the things. Came into this week with the second most touchdown passes in college football. Threw four more. Won't have the lead because the guy in front of him had 20 going into this game. So he is 19 on the season. But his 14 touchdowns in a span of three games. Greatest three game span in passing touchdowns in Pitt history. Passing Dan Marino. Also, he's now less than 1,200 yards away, passing yards away, from catching Alex Van Pelt for the program record. And mind you, he's put up back to back 300 yard gains. And Pitt has, what, seven games to go? You could legitimately be looking at if he just throws 200 yard passing gains for the rest of the season he will have the all-time pit record. It's pretty much uh, as, as long as he doesn't get hurt and as long as Pitt doesn't like just develop a supreme ground, ground game, Kenny Pickett's going to have the all-time Pitt passing record. And if he keeps putting up numbers like this, and again, Georgia Tech, a good team, sacked Sam Howland at UNC offense eight times, and you put up those kind of numbers on them, now, for all those people who were who were saying I don't, I don't believe in Pitt I don't trust Pitt and that's fine you don't have to think that they're national contenders but you do got to acknowledge they are ACC contenders and Kenny Pickett is one of the best quarterbacks in the country and even if you don't you say oh well he doesn't have the cannon arm he's not tall enough he doesn't do this he doesn't do that. guess what he's putting up the numbers like any like you know like anyone else you can't leave him off that conversation anymore. Now, if he comes out and lays an exit sometime, sure, maybe we'll we'll talk about that. But right now, living in the now, Kenny Pickett is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And he's doing the doggone thing for your Pitt Panthers. But let's talk more about the Pitt Panthers themselves. Because they had a heck of a game overall. wasn't just Kenny Pickett. We'll get to that in just a second here on the HTP Podcast. I'm Chris Carter. Be right back. Back here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter, continuing our show here on Your Pit Panthers. I wanted to start with Kenny Pickett because he played phenomenally, but we got to talk about the whole team. And again, I really do think that Kenny Pickett is a Heisman candidate as we speak. Now things may change, it's very early in the season, I'm not saying lock him in right now, I'm just saying he's put himself into that conversation. But you can't ignore what Pitt is doing either, because now that's... The third game, they've put up more than 50 points. That's now the fifth straight game. They've put up 40 or more points. And now they're 1-0 in an ACC that doesn't have a clear leader. An ACC that Clemson looks very beatable in. And I continue to look at Pitt's schedule. And I don't see the definitive, like, yeah, they're going to lose that game. And you may say, like, oh, well, they're probably going to drop this game. But not like they'll lose this game because this team just has, like, 20 guys that are ready to go to the NFL right now. The ACC don't got that this year. Pitt has a bye week next week and goes on the road to Virginia Tech, which is no easy place to win. It's been years since they've won there. Both teams have been winning just the home games in this series for quite some time. And then they have to play Clemson at home, Miami at home, Duke on the road, North Carolina at home, Virginia at home, Syracuse on the road. Virginia looks tough. I like Brennan Armstrong. North Carolina, got Sam House. Always got to worry about him. Miami, always got talent, though they don't look too good this year. But still, got to watch out for them. Can't really sleep on anybody. Duke had, had a solid record going into this weekend. And Clemson is Clemson. I don't care if they don't have Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson. They are still Clemson. So none of these games are just book them. They're W's. But pretty much all of these games are games where you could sit, sit there and say, hey, if Pitt does what they've been doing on offense, and they don't have the kind of day on defense they did against Western Michigan, they'd have a shot to beat that, to beat any of those teams. And that's why I said, before the season even started, this is the year Pat Narduzzi can get 9 or even 10 wins. And again, when they lost to Western Michigan, I'm like, that ain't how it works. That's not what you're supposed to do. You're putting putting yourself behind the 8 ball. But when you stand and deliver a win like this to start ACC play, It sends a message to your team that you can do it It sends a message to your opponents that okay they're going to be for real and it sets yourself up for a good run here now i will say now of course this wasn't a completely clean game i think the secondary still has work to do for sure eric hallett uh, at times Brandon hill though he led the team in tackles had a good tackle for loss and you saw his athleticism in some plays saved a touchdown on a t- on a run um but he did get beat for that 44yard touchdown i st- I, I still don't get look I, I get that pat is you know a, a reputable coach I still don't get the the blitzing everybody and leaving everybody you know leaving everybody in man coverage with no help and zero coverage it just does not make sense to me seems like it makes your life a lot harder but it creates the chaos that gets Pitt a fourteen point lead in games like this. Pitt comes out, gets an interception. Pitt's offense scores right away. Then it gets a pick six, and all of a sudden you're up fourteen nothing. And even though you know, and and that's when it came into um, that. That's when it came into play where Pitt started scoring right after Georgia Tech, and they just made sure that this game never got close again. But that's back to back games. Where Pitt's defense has had a pick six early on to set up a 14-point lead. Granted, that last game was with with New Hampshire. But that's being opportunistic. Habakuk Baldonado, man, Haba is a bad dude. He's going to be in the NFL. We're going to see that dude play on Sundays. Desmond Alexander, heck of a play on his part. Cam Bright being opportunistic. Johnny Patrician being opportunistic. Sarasier Dennis, another guy I think you could really see on Sundays if he continues to progress the way that he does. They get eight tackles, two and a half tackles for loss. It was flying all over the place. Now, I, I again I still do think that Pitt needs to work on its coverage schemes and be smarter about this. Because I do think that there are times that they allow opponents to get one on one looks that are just way too easy. But if you're gonna if you're gonna keep putting up um if you're going to keep putting up numbers like this to back up your your defense, you you can you could have this this kind of a team an offense that lights it up like this. And now again, you're in an ACC that you know, the teams that you'd normally be worried about, how worried are you about them right now? You know, when you look when you look around this when you look around this uh this conference, You're you're seeing like man like this is actually doable like the odds machines are putting Pitt in as the favorites now to win the Coastal. You know in the Coastal Division you got Virginia Tech who's one and zero in the conference, but has looked shaky as well at times. North Carolina two and two in the conference has lost to Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. Virginia one and two. Georgia Tech, now one and two, and you have a win over them. Duke 0 1. Miami 0-1. Pitts in the driver's seat with this coastal division, man. Now in the Atlantic division, it's different. You got the Demon Deacons who were three and zero going into this weekend. North Carolina State, who had that big win over over Clemson, the major upset. You still got Clemson who's sitting at one and one in the conference. You still got other threats. It's it's not a a cakewalk here. I'm not saying that, man. Everything lines up for Pitt to just walk into this. I'm set, but I'm saying that this is a very winnable path. That if they put together some consistent performances, and I think that's been the problem for uh um. That's been a that, that that's been that's been a problem in, in the Narduzzi era. It's been consistency where they they put um they put the you know they put themselves in really good uh positions to win and then they have a flop and then it's like what happened there and we've seen that I mean pit fans you know that feeling when you thought that this was the year this was the time and then the rug gets snapped pulled, pulled from under you and then you're like what just happened and I know that's why a lot of Pitt fans are like, nope, I'm not buying this. Carter, why are you telling me Heisman? Carter, why are you telling me ACC Coastal? Carter, why, why are you giving me any hope here, man? I'm just telling you where they are right now. Elijah Kansi's still disruptive up front. Baldonado. Keyshawn Camp's a bad man. They, they, got, they got a disruptive front, a secondary that needs work, and a passing game is phenomenal. Also, by the way, Israel Abani Kanda got busy two touchdowns. Averaged four yards a carry. Rodney Hammond also looks like he's coming along. They might be developing a legitimate run threat. It might actually be something that you could consider for real here. But again, you don't need it to be you know, the dominant force of the offense when you got Kenny Pickett playing like this. He's gonna give you a chance to win every week as long as the rest of your unit isn't outmatched. Like you know, if this, if 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 you know, say I'm, I'm not saying that they're gonna do this, but I'm saying say they get to you know college football playoff, they face an Alabama or something like that. Yeah, they're gonna get smoked. They don't got the, they don't got the the guys to run with those dudes unless it's a really good day for them and Alabama's not on their best game. And then, they, then maybe they can catch up something. But again, the point is is that this is not. The this is not the Clemson. This isn't a year where Clemson has all the all the superstars on it. Like you know, if they play Georgia right now, that would be a problem. But this isn't that year. They've got the shot to do this. They've got the players to do this. They've got the leaders to do this. And I really think they stand a good shot at, of accomplishing that mission moving forward. They get a week off. They got to go into Blacksburg and win where they haven't won in several years now. But I really think that this is not, this isn't, this isn't just, you know, this isn't just hyping them up. This isn't just patting them on the back and saying great job. This is like, no, watch out, Pitt might be in for a year. But again, this is what I said that they had to do. And if Pat Narduzzi, if his Panthers can follow through on this, it's going to prove Heather like and everyone right who stuck with him, even when people were saying, oh, I'll get him out of here. And if you put up a big year, a year where everyone, you know, where where recruits around the country are starting to say, whoa, Pitt? Huh, there's something there. That's fun. I want to be part of that. And they get some big wins. Then you're looking at a real situation where the program might win more of those key recruiting battles to build other stars for the future. But again, live in the now. Pitt fans, enjoy your victory Sunday. We'll see if Pitt gets ranked in the AP poll. I'm Chris Carter here on the H2P Podcast on DKPittsburghSports.com. Thanks so much for listening. Be back in your ears next week on the H2P Podcast. Getting you ready. Might talk some hoops because they're back to practicing with Jeff Capel. I'll be breaking that down later. But, again, stay tuned with all our Pitt coverage at DKPittsburghSports.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at CarterCritiques. I'm Chris Carter. Be back in your ears soon.